Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. On today's show, we'll be joined by Brian Thomas, science writer with the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Brian Thomas. When our kids were little, we began looking for books. We want them to learn. We want them to grow. We want them to learn about the creatures that live in the world, even about features of the world like rocks and fossils. And so we looked for books about dinosaurs, but all the books we could find except for those produced by creation ministries like the Institute for Creation Research, asserted, even for books written for seven-year-olds or five-year-olds, asserted that dinosaurs lived and died millions of years ago. This presents a problem to us because we, as a family, believe the Bible. And the Bible, written by God who was there, asserts something completely different. It asserts that the world is only thousands of years old. So there's no place for millions of years in a world where God made everything in six days. We have genealogies that connect from Adam all the way to Jesus. And we have a tight history, a tight chronology. So what do we do with this whole idea that dinosaurs were alive millions of years ago, that there was an age of reptiles, and that these ages correspond to these rock layers that contain these dinosaur fossils? Well, the rock layers I interpret as Noah's flood deposits. Now, Noah's flood, according to the Bible, happened, again, only thousands of years ago. This brings us to a question. We can look at the same rock, the same fossils, and we can say, hey, I believe, based on evolution, that these fossils represent a time or an age of reptiles millions of years ago when these creatures were in the process of evolving from some other reptile. Or I can look at the same rock layer and go to myself, based on the Bible, written by people who were actually there, I look at this and I think these are flood deposits. So now we have basically two competing interpretations. Is there something in the fossil itself that can help us to discern between these two different interpretations? In other words, did secular scientists get it right, even though they weren't there, to observe what actually happened when these fossils were deposited in giant rock layers? Or did the Bible get it right when it describes every creature that lived on the face of the earth that wasn't on the ark? Every creature that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Which one got it right? Is there something in the fossil? And the answer is pretty clear. And I can summarize it in one word, protein. There are still proteins inside fossils. One of the more common proteins in a body, in everybody's body, is named collagen. Collagen is in your connective tissue, it's in your muscles and bones. It's also in the bones of the fossils. Not all of them, but many of them. And they're totally unexpected from the perspective of an evolutionist who believes in millions of years and who basically buys the story that they were taught when they were five and six years old reading dinosaur books. That story says millions and millions of years, but the protein that's inside the dinosaurs and other fossils 
does not fit that story because we know, based on experiments, that proteins decay in shorter times than even one million years. The decay rate of proteins is pretty well studied among archaeologists. They put some protein or a piece of bone containing protein in a lab, and they accelerate the decay by adding heat. And then they take time stamps from that decayed bone and plot how fast it decays at that temperature. And then by inserting a reasonable Earth surface temperature, they can extrapolate that decay rate to more realistic expectations. And what does it suggest? Clearly, proteins, even these tough, stringy proteins like collagen, can last thousands of years. Yes, they can, based on the measured decay rates. But equally known from these experiments is that these collagen proteins cannot last a million years with Earth's surface temperatures being what they are. You'd have to stick this bone in liquid nitrogen and keep it in there for a million years in order for the proteins within it to last a million years. Proteins still inside dinosaur bones from China, Wyoming, Alaska, Alberta, Montana, Spain, England, all over the world. As though these deposits all over the world and these fossils were deposited recently, only thousands of years ago. Hey, the Bible got it right. It's time for a short break. Stay with us. Dinosaurs are fascinating creatures. Seeing their fossils inspires a sense of awe and wonder that sparks the imagination. We're learning more about them all the time, but many questions still remain. Are dinosaurs really millions of years old? Did they live at the same time as humans? How do they fit with the Bible? And why are they extinct today? The Institute for Creation Research addresses these questions and more in their full-color and easy-to-read book, Guide to Dinosaurs. Guide to Dinosaurs delves into the history of dinosaurs, fossil discoveries, dinosaur kinds, and what the Bible has to say about these mysterious creatures. It serves as a helpful resource for parents and kids alike. Order your copy of Guide to Dinosaurs from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Brian Thomas. When a secular scientist approaches a rock layer approaches a dinosaur fossil in that rock layer, he comes to that rock layer with a certain set of assumptions. Number one, the dinosaur evolved. Number two, evolution takes vast amounts of time. So they're coming at this rock and fossil with the assumption that it's millions of years old. You've got to have vast amounts of time for evolution to have happened. But the definition of a secular scientist is one who sort of pushes God to the side. In contrast, a creation scientist is now willing to include God in his worldview or her. And so she can look at this fossil and include in her thinking, God may have made this creature. God may have put this fossil here. It may have happened according to what the Bible says, according to the history that's in the Bible. So with that mindset, creation thinking can help us do better science. For example, creation thinking can help us see evidence that secular scientists simply don't want to see, are unwilling to even consider or investigate. 
We looked at one of these evidences that shows dinosaurs were deposited recently. They lived recently, thousands of years ago, and they died only thousands of years ago. One of the evidences was collagen, but consider this list of other proteins that secular scientists managed to discover and describe and publish in peer-reviewed journals. Proteins like ovalbumin in dinosaur egg, elastin, which as its name implies, helps skin and muscle and bone and connective tissue have elastic abilities, stretching but not breaking. Even hemoglobin or the decayed remnants of hemoglobin have been described and analyzed in a variety of different fossils from different places around the world. I think, for example, of the Mosasaur fossil found in Kansas in a chalk formation. A Mosasaur, a swimming extinct marine reptile. It once swam, <laughs> but there's no ocean to swim in in Kansas today. Uh, something washed this giant swimming creature into the middle of the continent, the United States, and deposited its remains in Kansas. Well, when did that happen? Well, it's got skin scales still on it. It's got hemoglobin still in it. These kinds of fossils are found scattered here and there around the globe. Histones found in dinosaur fossils. Now, histones are known today to be inside cells, in fact, inside the nucleus. It acts as a spool around which DNA is wound inside of a nucleus. Where did they find the histones in these dinosaur cells? In the nucleus, still inside dinosaur cells, the cells themselves still intact. This looks like it's thousands of years old. Fossils like skin scales in reptiles that still have keratin protein in them. Wow, this is, this is all over the globe, and this evidence suggests recent, thousands of years old deposition, not millions of years old. But a second evidence concerns radiocarbon. Now, creation and secular researchers have been uncovering radiocarbon, which is a radioactive form of carbon, in samples that contain carbon found all over the globe and many different kinds of samples. For example, diamonds have radiocarbon, coal, oil, and even rocks have radiocarbon in them. And now we're learning that fossils also contain radiocarbon. It looks like everything we try to test and look for that has carbon in it already still has some radiocarbon in it also. But that's a big problem for the millions of years view because radiocarbon has a shelf life. It's about 100,000 years, after which all the original radiocarbon would have spontaneously decayed into nitrogen. It should have turned into nitrogen-14, but it's carbon-14 still, in trace amounts in many places and cases, but still it's there. And our recent research at the Institute for Creation Research has uncovered even more radiocarbon in dinosaur fossils. But this just fits what we already knew from radiocarbon being in coal, oil, natural gas, other fossils like fish fossils, shells, fossil shells, including ammonites and clams. All these that we've tested have radiocarbon in them as though they were deposited only thousands of years ago, not millions. Very often at the Institute for Creation Research, people will ask us, so now you're saying that there's scientific evidence that dinosaurs died only thousands of years ago, but that's not what I've been told. Why do so many other scientists believe that these dinosaurs and other fossils were deposited millions of years ago? Part of the reason ties back to radioisotope dating. You can't directly radioisotope date a dinosaur rock, but you can indirectly get some radioisotope 
information from nearby rocks. Now, we've spent decades at the Institute examining and exposing the flaws of radioisotope dating, but it's enough for me to know that when we submit a rock of a known age to the radioisotope method, the method always gives a vastly inflated wrong age. It's always older than the actual age of that rock, so we don't have to go with radioisotope ages at all. So we have proteins and radiocarbon, both of which are time clocks, clearly suggesting to us that these dinosaur fossils were deposited thousands, not millions of years ago. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.